Welcome to It's Not the Weekly Poll, it's Absolute Comics with Benny and Sal. The show that we bring to you every week right here at our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash comicstorian. Uh, every Tuesday at about 5 p.m. Eastern. If you like this show, consider supporting it by going to our merch store down below, getting a week, uh, not a weekly poll, getting an Absolute Comics t-shirt, uh, or supporting us by subbing right here on Twitch, or going to either of our Patreons, patreon.com slash comicstorian, or patreon.com slash comicpop. I wanted to get the plugs out of the way nice and early. Long story short, guys, this show exists because you support it, and if you want to keep it going, we do need funding from one of four or possible revenue sources. Any of those will work. We appreciate all the support and love that you guys give us just by watching and being here on the YouTube, being here on the iTunes, Spotify, being here on the Patreon, being here on the Twitch. But there, we do need to get some support to kind of keep it going, and we appreciate each and every single one of you. All right, Sal. Yes. I don't. I, I know we met up last week, but I feel like it's been forever. It does. It? Yeah. It, it feels I mean, weird. It, no, this is no weird. Uh, I'm I'm having an amazing time. I'm happy to talk to you again. Uh, it's it's that we haven't caught up in between. Normally we, we, we talk. Need, at we least need to get one back to doing. Yeah, we got to get get back to doing our weekly calls. Like I, I feel like we just need to talk. Just exactly. How you doing, Sal? What are you doing right now? Right. I'm laying naked in bed, thinking of you. Something along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually how it goes. <laughs> But, uh, okay, so let's kick off our show like we normally do, talking about some of the hot comics that we want to talk about. Hot comics. <laughs> hot comics. We should rename the show to Hot Comics. <sighs> Is um, it too late to name, but... change the name of the show? <laughs> Did you know that there's apparently a, like, indie comic publisher called Absolute Comics? Yes. They like started like right after we did or something because they, they really. Come up I and, thought it was before yeah. us, but good. They All may right. have, but they they didn't have the SEO. Is how we didn't find them. So, regardless of it, they started before or after us. They didn't have the SEO. They still don't. So no. I don't. I only know about them because now people are linking their comics to me. <laughs> oh, well. All right then. I had the same problem. There's a there's a there's an un, there's a like a loot crate ripoff group that has the same name as my channel, and I get there outraged customers who don't get their boxes emails. <laughs> nice. Yeah, people keep messaging me on Facebook or sending me an email being like, where's my box? And I'm like, that ain't me. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even respond. I would just let them keep going. No, I, I literally, I just, I send them a link. I'm like, this is the person you want. Like, just because I don't want to keep getting irate emails. And hopefully, okay, yeah, I can go see away. That, yeah. Change their name. Um, before we do the comics, actually, I want to bring up something because it's kind of a continuation to a previous discussion we had. Yeah. About how DC and Marvel aren't advertising their comics ever oh, yeah, uh, they're never doing commercials i want to say they dc uh because i've been watching crisis on the cw app because that's how i watch it i don't have live tv here mm. and uh they have been putting commercials for the tom taylor graphic novel of deceased such a good idea i've seen the and commercial they, solid they look commercial good. it's yeah, like a book commercial which i've been i'm always amazed when i see a book commercial because i'm like a book but at the same time great stuff the DC's commercial, solid thing. Like, it's it's great. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. It was... Uh, I, 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 I don't really know much, much more to say about this because I've seen the, the Raven one at the, at the Target stores. Mm -hmm. And now Deceased is getting an ad in the middle of, like, the big comic book event S of the winter. Such a good uh, idea. I mean, there's no movies, guys. You can't deny it. The big comic book event of the winter right now is Crisis on Infinite Earths on CW. How could it not be? It, That's what I mean. Like, there's no December movie coming out, like Aquaman or something. There's nothing. No, this is yeah. the big event. What an oversight on the other guy's part. <laughs> yeah, really. I get but, DC not wanted to compete with themselves, but... Right, uh, yeah, but, but you know. 
What the hell? You Marvel? think Marvel would be like, hey, let's get our own crisis event. We're going to call it Crisis of the MCU. <laughs> I, or the very, like, maybe a Crisis of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know. <laughs> that would have been good. Secret Agents? Um, I don't know. But yeah, no, so that's the big event. And, and during that event, the big one that every DC fan really is watching, or well, a good chunk, I wouldn't say every, because I know some people hate the CW teen drama stuff. I'm still watching uh, it. <laughs> like, I, no, I'm I seeing at least moments from that event. Well, it's like my brother hates the CW shows, but he's at least watching The Crisis. Most people I know watch, ever since the Nazi Crisis on Earth X, Yeah, like, they've been watching these on a yearly basis. Uh, so it's become an event in itself, I think. And like I said, this is the big event they're putting in commercials. I'm super happy that they're doing this. Yes. I'd like to see more commercials, maybe for some more current comic books, but I'll take a graphic novel commercial. Well, and it's, and DC has only ended, what, two months ago? So like, it's pretty, it's pretty close. Um, yeah. I, I want to see this everywhere. You're absolutely right. It's a great idea to have it on TV in between this event because if, I don't know about your SEO, but like, um, any video we have about Christ's Unvited Earths is doing very well because oh, yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're recovering the series finally. Everyone's always, for, for six years, ben, people have been like, Benny, cover Christ's Unvited Earths. Yes. And I'm like, no. And they're like, cover Christ's Unvited Earths. And I'm like, no. And they're like, why won't you cover Christ's Unvited Earths? Like, because I do this as a business. And the moment somebody talks about it, and they will, mm-hmm. it'll be on TV, it'll be on a movie, it'll be in a cartoon. Yeah. Then I'll cover Christ's Unvited Earths. <laughs> exactly. No, it's a smart move. It's, the, it's where the smart money is. Um, yeah. I want to see some advertisements. You know what would be amazing? And, I, and it would have cost them nothing to do for Marvel. When Endgame came out, if there was like, even at the end, you know, there was no stinger. There was no uh, post-credits sequence. Right. It would have been great if instead of a teaser, there was just an image of, I don't know, Infinity Gauntlet. And it's like, Infinity Gauntlet is a trade paperback that features Thanos. And so it's on sale stop everywhere. asking for, for things that make sense. Stop asking for those. <laughs> uh, we barely got a commercial on DC. Let's let's be happy with that. That's to get fair. Going. That's fair. Yeah. I'm, I'm only mentioning it because at the end of the Green Lantern movie, they did that exact thing for Jeff Johns' Rebirth and also, I think, Blackest Night. Yeah. And I was like, what? It's too bad it was for Green Lantern. <laughs> which did not perform well. No, but you can't blame it on the comics because that was the last thing you see, and there, I guarantee you the audience left well before that happened. <laughs> uh, Dan's in another book got, getting commercial. What is that, Dan? Yes, there was a uh, young adult Black Canary book that was also being advertised during the CW shows when I was watching them, which was also nice to see another book and not just deceased. Yeah. And That's you know what the smart. worst part about this is, and I, this is a stab and a, a compliment for the CW shows. They don't have a lot of advertisers on their website, and I know this because they have the same five ads that loop over and over and over. Uh. But why not advertise your own stuff in some of those slots? Why I would prefer that instead of getting my ad for the sad grandpa uh, <laughs> who gets a tablet and makes me tear up every time <laughs> five times in a row. Have you I seen this ad on the CW thing? I don't know. It's... It's the saddest and like most like like heartwarming commercial ever. It shows these parents going to visit the grandfather whose wife passed away, so the grandmother's passed on, uh-huh. and they're constantly giving this tablet to these little girls to babysit them, right? Uh-huh. Okay, and so I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh great, what is this like? Oh, don't use tablets to teach your girls or something. You know what I mean, like something like right. that. Right. And the girls are taking it without the entire commercial, and at the ending, they're all opening gifts, and they give the they give the gift to the grandfather, and he opens it, and it's the tablet. And even the parents are like, ha ha, girls, funny one. And they're like, no, 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 turn it on and swipe. And they, what they did was they captured all the like memories of the grandmother so that she would feel like she's there. And then they photoshopped her into the family photo. Oh. 
And I'm like, it's so sad. Wow. Have you and noticed? The grandfather, the grandfather's like tearing up and he's like, thank you, girls. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> Have you noticed that there's been a huge rise in like tearjerker commercials? Like, yeah. I don't know if it's because like I'm getting older and so everything makes me sad, but like uh, every commercial, every other commercial is a commercial that's trying to make me just just well up inside. I don't know. Dude, it like, is. I, I don't know. I, you're right. The older I get, the more I like tear up to like heartwarming moments more than just the dog and the owner in the dog movies. Right. Um, yeah. I did watch the dog's journey. That dog died so many times. So sadly. Uh, <laughs> no. Did you see the ET commercial? No, I haven't seen that one. That is it another tearjerker? Oh my God. Yeah. Well, they brought back the kid who played Elliot and the idea is it's literally a sequel to ET. Okay. Like E.T. comes back and Elliot has a family and so E.T. plays with the kids and it's just like, oh my God, what are you doing? And I <laughs> I like E.T. I grew up on E.T. But like, you know, I wasn't the world's biggest E.T. fan and even I was like, oh my God, Elliot's so happy to see him. And I'm like, what's happening to me? What is the, what is the salty discharge? Like, hey, it, what, when, when did we become nostalgic looking for heartwarming mo moments yeah, nerds? I, like, I wasn't even asking for it, but they gave it to me, all right. So, I mean, you know, but there's a lot of these. It's amazing. Yeah. By the way, I, like way too much effort, too, way too much production value. I'm like, this is straight up ET2. Like, but is it canon? Yes, it's canon. <laughs> it's got to be. Well, it's just like the grandfather commercial. It looks good. Like, I thought it was like a movie at first. And I'm like, oh, it's a commercial for like an iPad or something like that. Like, whatever, you know? And it yeah. was a commercial for an iPad, but now I'm like, I, I just want my grandfather to be alive again so I can get an iPad and put memories on it for him. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, let's, let's roll it back. Let's get back on topic with the, with yeah, the let's, comics. Yeah, let's, let's focus here. We got lots of comics. I think that may have been one of our craziest tangents ever. Commercials were crying too. <laughs> Uh, all right, why don't you kick it off, because I had the opening. What, okay. you, what comic uh, have you been reading that you want to talk about? Annihilation's getting a sequel. Uh, the first issue, Annihilation Scourge, came out. Um, it, 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 it puts Annihilus on the defense. He teams up with a seldom-used cosmic Marvel villain called Blastar. Who I was like, hey, Blastar, with two A's. Uh, and <laughs> the, 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 the long and the short of it is the new commander of this problem like the new scourge of the cosmos is bob reynolds the sentry and it's like okay oh crap like he's the leader of the cancerverse horde that sounds oh. awesome great idea it does why why can't we ever get a positive sentry no Hyperion's uh, the bad guy why sentry bad because he's got the void and nobody knows what to do with that character <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, did you read that Century miniseries from Jeff Lemire, which is literally just Miracle yeah. Man? Oh, I um, loved it. Yeah, no, I, I loved that one. I also loved Hyperion. They literally have two Supermen in the Marvel Universe, and they don't know what to do with them. Well, because Marvel is not suited for Superman. DC should, doesn't always, but should know what to do with Superman. Marvel's like, what would we do with Superman? Everyone here is a human being who made a mistake. Superman is not that. Like, what, yeah. what, what do we do with that? And so every single Superman they'd use is, a, a, you know, de facto a deconstruction of Superman. And a, like, what? Like, this is, it all goes awry. <laughs> so. Always. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on board. I, because they never know what to do with him. Like, they'll like, we'll kill him or we'll make him evil or we'll make him corrupted. Like, whatever. Just make him a big, scary, bad guy. And I would love it if like, no, if this is a truer Annihilation sequel where there's like, there's no Earth. We don't deal with that. 
Like nobody okay. shows up. Just, just I mean, cosmic I stuff. liked Annihilation. Um, I loved it. Yeah. At the same time, I wasn't a huge fan of Annihilation. I know mm. it's like sacrilege. I liked it, but I just I don't like. The, cause it seems like Marvel. Whenever they do cosmic, they they like to do street co- street Marvel and cosmic level Marvel. Well, and I'm uh, not a fan of most of the characters that are in cosmic level. I'd like to see like. Spider-Man go back up into space with a symbiote, you know, like, I don't well, know. Well, that would be really cool. I agree <laughs> with that. Uh, yeah. but, uh, but I would also, like, oh, man, the problem is now Cosmic Cosmic Marvel now is not what it was in 06 or 07, where it's like, yeah. you, would, you would file a vel, you would really, you would, you would totally awesome Drax, like, you had the formation of Abnitz Guardians of the Galaxy, like, there's a lot of really cool stuff in there. You had Richard Ryder, like, actually come into his own. Now you got Richard Ryder, the alcoholic, and it's like, uh, well... <laughs> Which which should which could be played in a really interesting way where it's like no you remember why you the reason you like Richard Ryder is because of Annihilation we're gonna do a sequel let's make Richard Ryder a loser I, I don't know well that that was a, I always love the argument about Richard Ryder because everyone's like I don't want to see him Alexander Richard Ryder to like look the amount of people who actually read Richard Ryder when he was a thing oh no. you guys most of you aren't reading comics anymore yeah. so do, do you do you like Richard Ryder mullet having new warriors team joining human rocket because I didn't yeah that, that's what I mean like everyone's always like Richard Ryder Richard Ryder bring back Richard Ryder and I'm like None of you are reading Richard Ryder. That's why he never succeeded in comics. If he was such a big deal, he would have succeeded. You know, like... Yeah, they gave him I a mini, and it didn't work recently. Right. Like I, I get that he years. was cool in a couple of events here and there, but they've never made him as a solo or a team member work properly. And that's... I mean, yeah. I get that may, might just be wrong writer on the wrong character, but when everyone was giving crap to Sam Alexander, I'm like, no, let's try something new with this, you know, crazy helmet thing. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, like, well, at the end of the day, no matter what, the Sam Alexander helmet design is still pretty great. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, I, I... Listen, the reason why Richard Ryder works so well in Annihilation is because you didn't value him. Like, yeah. when he g- does become a badass, you're like, oh! I love this guy. Like so, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I, I'm 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 on board. I guess I. It's not Abnet, so I'm kind of like oh. But at the same time, you know, it sounds it's it it was a it was a solid start. So this is gonna be the new series that you read every week, and I don't know what's going on until we get to the ending, and I, play I mean, catch up and go. It's amazing. Maybe. <laughs> I, like I said, <laughs> current current Cosmos Marvel is not what it was, and I'm it it makes me less excited. But. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, but Century, well, cool. <laughs> first thing I wanted to talk about is I actually didn't read it last week, but I did read it, and I'm gonna talk about it briefly. But uh, Venom Twenty, the yeah. actual of actual, like I knew what had happened, which is why I didn't get to it, right? Because everyone told me, so I was like, oh yeah, they had the final meeting. I was reading it finally. Um, one thing that no one mentioned to me is that the maker's trying to remake the Ultimate Universe? Yeah! Like, every everyone was like, yeah, Dylan found out that Venom's his dad, and they had a talk, and I'm like, and I got to that scene, and I'm like, oh, it's so heartwarming. And Dylan brings up a really good point, you know, like, why were you there to save me? You saved everyone else but me. And I'm like, that is so sad. That's great. Yeah. Um, but no one, no one felt the mention to me. Oh yeah, there's also an entire backup story, basically, which is it's like half and half yeah. of the maker going, "I'm going to remake the Ultimate Universe." Like, yeah, what? <laughs> well, uh, we know that Cates has a big hard on for the Ultimate Universe, and he is. I, I think either he said it or there's been like nonstop rumors about Cates relaunching the Ultimate Universe, and I know that part of the reason why he even made the maker a character in Venom is so that he could kind of like backdoor rebuild the ultimate universe so 
for me, I was like, right, yeah, that makes sense. But for those who aren't paying attention to like, who aren't meta reading these books, they're like, what? And it's, that's cool. I'm in, I'm on board because Kate's knows what he's I, doing. I don't know where you got that or even heard those rumors. I've not heard really? those rumors. So, so I, I when the maker's like, I, like I will bring back the ultimate universe and he says it in a way that makes sense in the continuity where he's like, can you do it ultimately? And it was like, oh, I'm bold. I'm like, yes, you can. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> I mean, well, and of course, because Marvel does this thing where when you leave, they undo what you did. So Bendis brought back the Ultimate Universe and then was like, and then everyone else was like, nah, forget that. Don't don't pay attention to that. Um, so I think that, yeah, Marvel's happy to do, to let Kate's do whatever he wants. I mean, didn't, right. Kate's, didn't Kate's bring back Marvel Knights for like a minute? Yep. So, you know, he's... He seems to be happy to do that. Like, to be like, he's oh, become I the new Bendis. This. That's what a boy has done. He's become the new Bendis. He yeah. has the ability to write anything, basically. Yep. He's not drawing it out like Bendis, or sometimes he is. I mean, Absolute Carnage, much as I love it, took a, it was a slow burn if you put all them tie ins in there. Though that's very <laughs> true. But I mean, you gotta, you gotta also remember, you know, Bendis burnt out or at least like faded, but it took him 15, 20 years to do yeah. it. So, you know, Cates is just getting started. Yeah. I mean, and, and, like, I think they found their new golden boy. And I, I, I actually love almost everything that Kate's has written. Um, the only Just things about. I can't say I loved are the ones I haven't read yet. So, right. Silver Silver <laughs> Black, got to read it. I know, you keep telling me and I keep... keep uh, by, by the way, it, Null's in it because of course he is, but you know. A Silver Silver Black? Yeah. Uh, no, what, what, what's the one that he's taken over and he made a statement that he will, they will not fight Null? Oh. Thor! Thor. He made everyone right. assumed he's gonna. Yeah, everyone assumed Thor. He was gonna have him fight Null. And yeah. He made a big tweet. He's like, "Stop saying that. He's not fighting Null." <laughs> and he says that, and I read Venom twenty ninety nine, and they imply that Null is still around. And I'm like, mm, "What? Uh, mm -hmm. What has does Null not arrive for another tw eighty years?" Like, I, I, it's well, he's really far away. If you read, <laughs> if you read Silver Server Black, it actually shows where he is. So it's you know, but yeah. Oh, okay. I'll, okay, I'll read it just for that then. It's okay. cool. Yeah. It's mostly a love letter to to Jack Kirby, Stanley, Silver Surfer. So it's very like psychedelic and ridiculous. Sweet, I like that. That'll it's pretty awesome. dope. Get it, you know, go to your dispensary and then read Silver Surfer Black. <laughs> Dan, how do you feel about uh, smoke it up and tell me how Silver Surfer? You is? should do that. That should be Honestly, a show. You probably would kind of freak out a little bit because it is very over the top with its trippy. Yeah, Trad Moore really sure. swings with the fences when it comes to like channeling classic Ditko. I mean, no, not Ditko, uh, Kirby, and it's just it's 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 off the wall, but fun. Sweet, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, the next thing I'm going to bring up, I haven't read this one yet, oh. but this doesn't this is, this headline doesn't even surprise me. <laughs> Justice League 37 showed that Perpetua can use the multiverse as a weapon as she hurled Earth 43 across the multiverse at the Anti Monitor. I read this with Sal, and I was like, "Yeah, no, I can see that." <laughs> oh, not only that, but like, do, do you remember who this guy's? What this guy's name is? It's a new. It's a Snyder creation. He's like the blue one that can make things with hitting the anvil against whatever the hell. Oh yeah, uh, Forger. It's the Forger. Forger. Thank you. I'm only an issue behind in Justice League. I didn't even know 37 dropped. I must have just missed it in my my pull. It's uh, every issue of Justice League just blends together. Um, it, it it does, and I like and hate that at the same time. Like, yeah. When it's a full trade, I think it's going to be an amazing story. But I the hope way it's so. breaking up is causing a lot of issues. But yeah, yeah. Forger, World Forger. Yeah, Forger. that's who he is. Uh, so Perpetua whips Earth 43 at the. At, Which at, one's at, Earth 43? Do they tell you what it is? 
It's a Grant Morrison creation. I don't remember. Okay. Uh, but what's it called? Forger or World Forger takes his anvil like a baseball bat <laughs> and cracks Earth 43 with it to generate <laughs> enough energy to open a portal to allow them to, to get away. I'm like, all right, it's kind of Us the vampire universe. Well, he destroys the vampire universe. No, this was the one with like with like robots and stuff. It was like Mecha Justice League. That's also Grant Morrison. Earth 43, the one made by Multiversity, is the vampire universe. Oh, no. They, he'd already destroyed that or something. No, he destroyed... They destroyed... Uh... Why are they reusing that universe? Because Wally just went there and flashed forward. <laughs> oh, my God. Why would they reuse that number? <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, why would they reuse the vampire universe? Because in the flash forward, Wally's hanging out there with, like, a conclusion to Red Rain, which oh, is cool. Oh, yeah. That's right. No. Yeah. It's, it, but it can't be 43. Whichever one, it's a Grant Morrison creation where everyone's a robot. I know the one you're talking about, because I read Multiversity, and at the end of it went, what even happened? <laughs> right. No, it, well, that's... Why definitely. are the chibi ones the winners? <laughs> <laughs> Grant Morrison. Gotta say yeah. it like that every time we say his name. I don't um, know why. <laughs> I mean, this is only two more issues left on... Uh, is it really? Is it only two? Yeah, it's only two left. I'm excited. I, I'm excited for it to conclude to see what's coming next. I have loved what Scott Snyder's done, but as as much as I love his work, I'm a little happy it got cut short because I just time. feel like it's yeah. time. It is. It's time. Your to story's stop. been epic as hell, but I need I need a conclusion. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm at a point now where I don't catch every issue. No. And I read them like back to back. Like, oh, I got to catch up for three issues. Oh. So I know. when I get to that point, it's time to kind of shift up the things. It gets. I, I wouldn't say a new writer. No. Just give me a new. But give me a new leaving? jumping on. Isn't point. he leaving after this? He's he's leaving, which I'm a little sad about. I would have liked him to have just wrapped up the story I and then like, told another one. I feel like these are all of them. Like for him, he's like, yeah, I had like three years worth of Just League stories. I'm just gonna put them all together into one story. Yeah. I mean, that could be it. I Did mean, they time traveled. They fought Perpetua. He turned. What do you got, Dan? Uh, I wanted to make a quick correction. I went and double checked. It's actually Earth 44. Oh. Well, there you okay. go. 43 is vampires. 44 is robots. It's all made up. So whatever number. Like, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, they went to the sixth dimension. They went back in time. They went forward in time. They teamed up with DC 1 million. You know, they, they did a lot. I said, like, so much has happened. Yeah, yeah, too It's funny, much. so like, so like, what we're doing over at the Comic Story channel right now is we're going to rotate the Avengers and Justice League every week. Right. So that every, every Thursday you get an Avengers or a Justice League storyline. So in order to do that, we had to find out where we left off on both those plots so we can get them rotating in. Gary's yeah. been actually editing the Vampire Civil War and then into the Avengers versus Ghost Rider. So we got those two ready to roll. This week you're going to get the first Avengers plot. You're going to get the Vampire Civil War. Mm -hmm. But then we had to go to Justice League. And we couldn't find where we left off after oh Sixth Dimension because me and Sean, the writer for that series, the, the on our channel, the our writer, yeah, um, we've both have been reading it. And he's like, "I'm doing the Jaro story." I'm like, "But did you do the Martian Manhunter death story?" And he's like, "No, no, no didn't that already happen in Sixth Dimension?" Like, it's just, it's so convoluted. Yes, it's hard to pinpoint where a lot of these things have happened at this point. Yeah, because they're no. all just happening. And that's just that's what you're doing to keep it straight for your employment. Yeah, I can't imagine if you're just reading it for fun. You can keep this all together. Yeah. And so that that's why I think, I, as much as I'm loving it, I think it's time to end this plot. I would have loved Scott Snyder to stay on because he's the first writer in years that has treated the Justice League as if it were the cartoon show. 
Right. Give, well, giving us yeah. the Hall of Justice, giving us everyone's rooms and the side relationships and all that kind of a stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, the, well, I mean, the story before, Jeff Johns had a fun run, and then Brian Hitch had a weird run. Oh, and uh, that was the lowest point for me was, was Hitch's run. I, I, just I thought that the problem I had with Hitch's run isn't so much Hitch's run itself. I thought his story was great. It didn't tie into anything else going on in D.C. at the time. It was clearly just like, he's like, well, this is what I wanted to write. Like, I had yeah. this in a drawer. I mean, to the point where when New Vintage was ending, wasn't a part, yeah, it was a part of his run, when Superman fought Rao, and like, and they were killing off New Vintage Superman, and they had to reference the three times he basically <laughs> died at the end of each storyline. No, he died again. <laughs> I was like, when he died again, I'm like, oh, get out of here. And I, <laughs> like, I can't. Anyway, but yeah, no, I think the, the, the fun, most fun part about the Hitch run, I thought, was the the Justice League kits. But yeah. the biggest problem with that was it wasn't the same kids we've had on any iteration. No, it was a totally <laughs> new, entire, made-up pantheon of Just League children. Ah! <laughs> like, and no one's going to use those. Like, that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. but, but he did, but she did chuck a planet at <laughs> the World Forger. <laughs> uh, what's going on in X-Men 3? Uh, I'm already uh, falling off X-Men, only because there's so many books. I, I need... They, what I, what I need yeah. to do with my X-Men, if I'm going to stay on this, I have to pick, like, two of them that I'm reading. And I think it's going to be X-Force and Fallen Angels. I think those are the two I'm liking oh. the most right now. Other, really? What? You don't like New Mutants? I, I haven't even read New Mutants. There's too many X-Men books. Uh, you would dig it the most. I, <laughs> okay, I'll I check that first, one out. I read the first issue of Fallen Angels. Like, well, I'm skipping this. And uh, X-Force, I'm like, I can't. I just like X-23, even if she is just Honey Badger now. She's great, too. No, I'm not. That's true. <laughs> I, I liked X-23 as well. I, I just I wish she were in a stronger concept i wish uh, they didn't make her a kid i'm actually curious if they're going to come out and be like this is gabby and laura's <laughs> over here <laughs> that would be that'd be so amazing but that um, but it would be like the imagine if they did that they're like oh she's acting like gabby that's because it, it is gabby she got taller <laughs> thanks to the i don't know bread whatever <laughs> something that they make in krakoa i don't know i'm trying to think of a natural substance you can make out of a plant country anyway Dan, do you have anything to say about gabby being taller due to bread I think that's the best reason for Gabby to be taller is Krakoan bread. Krakoan bread. And, she, and you get bigger. There you go. We got to get a shirt for that. Krakoan bed, bread. Make you bigger. Make you bigger. Wolverine's like, give me that. Um, but yeah, so X-Men 3, uh, the idea here is that like, um, there's a new team. It might be the best villain team the X-Men have ever faced. Uh, it's called the Horticulture. And the concept is, it's this team of old women who are modeled after the Golden Girls. And they have been using Titans of Industry to further their botany, Poison Ivy-esque schemes of world domination and environmental subjugation. But uh, this Krakoan thing is screwing things up. And uh, also, they're going to the Savage Land. And so... They send Sebastian Shaw, Emma Frost, and Cyclops to go deal with it, but the horticulturists have this special green goop that made that makes their powers go away, so uh, they get sprayed with them and leave. Uh, it, it's they're so silly and so funny. This is one of those issues where it's like Hickman's like, no, if I wasn't building towards a major huge event, 
that was going to have Apocalypse at the center. This is the kind of stuff that the X-Men have to deal with, like new villains. Because as you remember, like the X-Men normally fight themselves. Like you, you can't always yeah. have them fight like a religious cultist or Magneto or Mr. Sinister. That's really all they ever fight. Like, right. So it's like, or, but the, or a evil version of themselves from a alternate future that doesn't exist anymore. Right. So or if, Maestro. But if <laughs> right. But if all of them are living on Krakoa holding hands, then who are they gonna fight now? And so they invented this like this this environmental leaning gaggle of geriatric women. And they're like pretty effective. And it's yeah. funny. They have a great moment where basically oh they don't they don't curse. They use S word and B word, that's what they say out loud. And uh, they're dealing with Emma Frost. She walks up, she's like, ladies, if you'll please like kindly give yourselves up and they go look at this i think they call her a tart and uh <laughs> and they go she is she is a major c word who is obsessed with her p word and emma frost has this moment where her jaw just hits the floor and then she's like i can't use my powers against them uh scott dear would you hit them extra hard with your optic blast for me <laughs> Just crazy stuff. It's it's weird, but like fun. Right. Sebastian Shaw tries to woo them. You know, he's like, ladies, ladies, please. Let me, let me think. And he does a whole full page of him monologuing at them, being like, I've slept with many women, and I could easily <laughs> sleep with you, and if you'll please, let me parlay. And then they just shoot him in the face with goo. Okay, I, you know what? I do hate and love the fact that he is on the team now, Sebastian Shaw, of all people. Right. Like, why was he the selection? That's my question when it comes to Sebastian Shaw. I, because Moira saw it. Because she's like, he's got to be there. He's got to be there. It's her reason. So, okay, from the X-Men standpoint, I got about two I can read a week. Right. What ones have the best art and the best plot right now? So that I New don't Mutants end up with the crap one. Okay. Has the best art. And if you like space and X-Men... That's the, that's the one to get. Uh, I think X... Well, and, and Linneal Yu is a, an acquired taste. If you don't like Secret Invasion or anything he's drawn, you're going to be like, this is him on full display. So it's like, meh. Um, if you want to see the X-Men, like, kill people, I think, you, I think you would like X-Force the most. I think X-Force is up your alley the most because they're like, you know, the, the island got infiltrated by, like, yeah. By, you know, bioengineered super killers who are wearing Domino's skin to be lucky. Like, it's messed up uh, and cool. I and do like that. I, 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 I'm, I've got to catch up. I do like that X-Force killed Xavier already. I'm like, what? You just... Like, when the next issue came out, I was like, okay, so he's going to get up. And, and, like, they cut it off, like, and Magneto's like, well, this is what he wanted. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. He's really dead. Like, <laughs> right, well, I'm, and I'm like, I thought that you spent like two whole series talking about how that didn't matter anymore. But they're all like, what are we going to do? And I'm like, what do you mean what are you going to do? Do the thing you set up in the last two friggin' series. And they're, still, I mean. like, and they're still like, oh no, Xavier's dead. And I'm like, are we still pretending like this is a problem? Why are we doing this? I also like, like that it happened in X-Force and not X-Men. Like... X-Force is always like the Black Ops team. And now it's the book where Xavier's dying. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I, I am liking it. Uh, so you're saying it's X-Force and New Mutants. Those are the two I should be reading. I think so. And, and then I'm assuming X-Men I should be reading in general because that's kind of like the general flagship. Yes, but Hickman is also, I think, co-writing X uh, New Mutants. So, you know, it, anything with Hickman on the name, like on the marquee, means you should probably read it because he's probably setting something up. Okay, so New Mutants, X-Men, and X-Force. I will read those, 
and try to make time for Fallen Angels because it's got my girl X-23 in it. Exactly. And Fallen Angels, I think, has the least to do with any of them. Okay. All right. So it's the Uh, most indulgence. Dan's got a couple. We'll do trailers after these. Let's go to the last of the comics on the list before we go over to uh these trailers because we have a lot of trailers to talk about star uh star war uh, star girl mm-hmm. ghostbusters and wonder woman yeah. basically to go through um okay okay so batman 84 sal oh my god batman 84 i can't wait for this to be over i think everyone else okay. can't either he finally explains flashpoint batman i have been waiting what was the reveal of flashpoint batman was it at the wedding i want to say so 50 yeah because yes, yeah. 50. Okay. I've been waiting 34 issues to get to this reveal of the origin and explanation as to how he came back. And why he's working with Bane. And he couldn't even just turn it into a linear plot telling us what happened. It has to be done memento style. I know. By the way, if you do read it backwards, it's it's actually like a pretty coherent comic book. Like, he, he, it's, Dan he, is cracking up behind the scenes over it's there. Literally, like he, it's it is it is Memento style. He sh- he made the co- he clearly wrote the comic book and then went like, and then we're gonna reverse it and it'll <laughs> blow their minds. It's like you arbitrary. Like there's nothing narratively satisfying about reading a comic book backwards. No, and what threw me off was there's no clear indicator it's going backwards until about. Over two-thirds of the way through. Because it keeps saying earlier, earlier, earlier. I'm like, yeah, I saw the backwards episode of Seinfeld 2, and I thought it was hilarious, but that's only 22 minutes. Like, come on. (laughs) No, but and that's what threw me off, because it was like earlier, 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 and then there would be like Martha Wayne, and then it would be earlier, and then we're with Catwoman, and then it's like earlier, and then he's meeting Catwoman, and I'm like, it wasn't until we got back to like the beginning of the Martha Wayne thing where I was like, wait, 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 wait. The whole thing's been in reverse because I thought at first maybe he was jumping around. Right. It was because it really wasn't coherent and straightforward until you got about two thirds of the way through. And that literally, I forget who was in the office, but I was like, are you freaking kidding me? You couldn't just tell this straight? No. This is a great, with the story itself is great. Why did anyone think it was a good idea to tell it backwards? I don't know. But- it doesn't make sense. I gotta give you this. Uh, Jorge Fornes' art is amazing. Apparently, yeah, he worked is. on uh, Zdarsky's Daredevil, which shows because like he needs to do some more street level superhero books because he's doing a great job. Like this, he should be on this book for forever. He's just he's so good at this. Um, although, again, weird stuff though. Like he's like, okay, it's backwards. Also, um, when Flash is in the sequence, uh, draw Reverse Flash instead. Oh my God! I even showed Dan that. I'm like. That's not a mistake, uh, according to Twitter, which is a great place to go when I need to be clarified about what my reading in my comic books. Wait, wait, but wait, wait. Why was that not a mistake? It was not a mistake, according to King. He says, no, I told Fornes to draw Aobard Thawne on the treadmill from the button instead of Barry. You'll understand one day. And I'm like, shut up. Get out of here. Is he going to apply the, that this entire thing is an alternate version? May- oh, my God. No. That is like almost like perfectly parallel versions of Thomas Wayne Batman. I mean, like, it's well that the fact is, like, the thing that makes me the most crazy oh, is oh, I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Or is this like when Bendis messed up and put Wally into his story <laughs> and was like, oh, it spoils Doomsday Clock, my bad. And we get the Doomsday Clock and we're like, no, it freaking didn't. <laughs> no, you're just a liar. I feel like it's just I feel like it might be just a liar, but I mean, like, it's kind of a major oversight. Like, you drew reverse flash and not Barry. Yeah. Here's a thought. 
What if it's a dark mul- tale of the dark multiverse flashpoint? <sighs> that would be that would make a lot of sense. That would. I mean, you're not wrong. The thing that makes me crazy is like, why does Bruce give a shit about this guy? He's not really your dad. No, I, I, I agree with you on that one, too. It's just like when Damien was like, uh, you're supposed to be my grandpa. Damien acted more appropriate to Thomas. Yeah. Like, wait, you're not supposed, you're supposed to be a grandfather? You're not. You're not. We know that. Like, you're an alternate yeah. version. You my grandfather's that, dead and in the ground. You're some jackass who looks just like him and acts like him. Yeah, exactly. Like, Damien had been... Bruce is like, no, it's my dad. And for the record, if that was intentional, and you're going to reveal that this is some alternate timeline or something alternate or whatever it is, yeah. uh, that better be revealed next issue because you're done. <laughs> I, I promise it won't. <laughs> like you're you know done I mean? with the book, unless you've worked it out with James Tinian that at issue 100 we're gonna get some big reveal. <laughs> nope. I guarantee he didn't. Like, but then again, oh. you're gonna get a whole other series that's a continuation of the series anyway. Batman Catwoman is written by Tom King. It will be the rest of his run. So I'm sure it'll be in there. So, okay, if he doesn't reveal that that... I'm going to call bullshit on this and shenanigans. If he doesn't reveal it in 85 or somewhere in Batman Catwoman as to why Reverse Flash messed with that timeline. Yeah. No, I... Yeah. I can't wait for it to be over, man. I got to tell you. <sighs> okay. Anyway. Uh, and the last one is X-Men New Team Hellions fully revealed with Psylocke and Havoc running a team that involved Wild Child, Nanny, Orphan Maker, Empath, and Scalp Hunter under the leadership of Mr. Sinister. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I'm like, knock yourselves out, have fun, I don't know. Why? Yeah. Who's this for? Oh, I know. Somebody who was born in the 80s. Because they're like, woo! <laughs> it's Age of Apocalypse! I... I, on one hand, I want to be like, who the hell's going to read and enjoy this? It's going to be a crap X-Men team that no one's going to follow. But so far, Hickman has yet to release a book that I have heard complaints about. Right. They've had obscure teams and crazy people on them, and people are reading it, and they're enjoying it. Not every book caters to every person in the X-Men audience. That's the thing. But, but there is a book for every member of the X-Men yeah. audience. Yeah, I don't know. It's bizarre. I mean, like, yeah. you know, it'll sell, so... I, 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 well, it'll sell, but I got a feeling Hellions might be the first canceled if that's your line. Like, <laughs> well, they're all miniseries, apparently. So, uh, you know, unless Hellions is like 12 issues, it'll get canceled. But, like, it'll probably be more like six. Okay. Uh, Dan's got us here. DC's holiday comic, New Year's Evil. I have seen that. I know nothing about it. Me either. It? Uh, let's have a look at this real quick. DC Comics, New Year's Evil. I've seen the cover art for it. I just haven't looked into it. You know what I mean? Mm. Essentially, it is DC's holiday comic this week, uh, this year, the 80-page special that they generally do. And uh, this year, it's focused on all the villains because, obviously, you're the villain. Yeah. And there's there's some pretty good stories in there, but there are also a couple that you read and you're like, didn't I just read this a couple pages earlier? Uh, so it's already out? Yeah. Oh, it, it did. Came out yeah, it came out last week. Oh, how did I miss that? I didn't even buy that. You must have gone in and gotten it after me or something. <laughs> Actually, I didn't no, buy it you either. did buy it. I did? Yes, you did. Oh, go me. I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I should read that. So, all right, cool. That's our talks on most of the comic books for the week. Is there any you want to talk about that we missed? No. I mean, uh, you know, Conan's still moving forward at Marvel, and every Conan that they've made has been awesome. 
It's yeah, cool. no, I, I'm really. My brother finally got me to try it out, to, and I loved it so much that we tried that Conan Exiles game, and we're all playing that one. And then they oh, made yeah. like a giant patch that like broke the game. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, really quick. Batman Universe ended. It's the best Batman book of the year. Oh, oh my God, 100. What we already, I've already got Sean working on it now, so we can get it out next week. Yeah. Guys, spoilers. Batman discovers a White Lantern ring. And goes on a White Lantern adventure. Like yeah. <laughs> it, it, Batman Universe is one. It's and it's Bendis, which is baffling. Like that, it's so great. Uh, but Nick Darrington's art brings it up to another level. He's, it's it's the most fun and joy you will get from reading a Batman book from the year. Like best Batman book of 2019, easily. Yeah, no, no, I I definitely loved it, and it definitely tells you that Bendis should be doing more Batman and Lantern stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel almost like he he should have gone to Batman or at least gone to Lanterns, you know, like <laughs> Oh yeah. No, they they the Grant Morrison, Tom King, Bendis, they're all on the wrong book. Like Bendis shouldn't be on Superman, King shouldn't be on Batman, Morrison should not be on Green Lantern. Yeah, I don't I I don't know who I mean, I feel like DC was like who do you want and they did that instead of going, you know, who I feel like you'd fit in really well with. Uh, yeah. What they <laughs> should be doing is like we're in charge, you get this. But instead, yeah. they're like, "What would you like? We're we're giving you so much money. Why not just do whatever you like?" It's like I mean, the I'll only tell one that why. makes sense that that they did that too would be Grant Morrison getting Green Lantern because apparently that was in the works forever. Well, but he wasn't allowed to touch it because of everything going on. And I'm sure that like, I'm sure they have a deal with Morrison where it's like, well, Morrison can just bomb in whenever he feels like and do whatever he wants and then leave. <laughs> But, All right, uh, let's go yeah. on this list of teasers. First up, we've got Stargirl. Uh, yeah, that was about the their official teaser. That was huh? the shortest teaser I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, showed Stargirl. Uh, kind of, for like a half second. <laughs> uh, you know. And, as far and I, as I know, that show is going to DC Universe and then going to go to CW afterwards, which kind of, for those who hadn't seen the very first episode of Crisis, there's a literal two-second cameo of the Titans from DC Universe. Yeah, I feel so like that's how that's working. They're gonna, they're going to acknowledge DC Universe as a part of the Arrowverse or like in the multiverse. I'm saying, yep, and that's they what are. they're going to be doing. Uh, they also are indicating with the Stargirl teaser that Stargirl will be a team show. Well, it's got to be Justice Society. I yeah. mean, that's every iteration of Stargirl. For those guys who don't know, Stargirl, if I remember, she, I forget her power set. <laughs> I but, think it's all in the staff. Yeah, I think it is all in the staff, but she's her concept is the Justice Society had Starman, she got the staff, and then in most of her story arcs, she's modern day with the staff from the Justice Society, and she either brings them back together or finds the new versions of the Justice Society, depending on what version of her we're dealing with. Right. I don't, has she ever had like a solo book or anything? I can't even think of that. Yeah, I think so. I I, I, I got to imagine that it was her and uh, the, the, you know, the Iron Man guy. <laughs> the Iron Man guy. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think there has been a Stargirl series. Yeah, apparently she's going to be in Crisis. That that has been leaked out because the t the Twitter teased it, apparently. Ah. I have okay. heard that going around, though. This isn't the first time I'm hearing about that, that there was going to be, uh, apparently they're hyping her up, and then she'll be, a so what it looks like is going on yeah. is DC Universe is being turned into a, almost like DC's Patreon early access to all of the shows. <laughs> and I'm 100% okay with that, actually. Strike. Because uh, that means that DC Universe gets to be the amazing app it is and have funding by making it early access. Yeah. Oh, yeah, six hours ago, they simply said, Stargirl fans, be sure to watch Crisis and Infinite Earths tonight. Oh, <laughs> I'll bet the teaser will be in it. Like, 
But by having the teaser in it, it really makes me think. I mean, not teaser. Having the Titans in it, yeah, really makes me think that they're they're moving in a direction of of kind of merging all their universes. Movies, oh, yeah. because Brandon Routh merges in the movies. Yep, Smallville mo- merges in old TV shows. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Uh, I think DC Burt Ward also. <laughs> hey, Burt yeah. Ward also. Um, and then we, I, I think what do, what they're doing by doing this crisis thing is DC's having his cake and eating it too. Right. They're they're finally allowing every version of their characters to exist in a multiverse kind of a deal. So we right. can have Titans and we can have Smallville and we can have Kevin Conroy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not against this idea. I mean, it's, no. it's something we've all joked about forever. They should just do like a multiverse thing and show off the different ones. Uh, I don't know why I'm doing that, but <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, but you're not wrong. I mean, they should do that, and they are. Yeah. So cool, you know. I, right. I think it's a cool idea because everyone's always been like, "Why aren't we merging things better and better and better?" When at the end of the day, it's like, "Why? Why aren't you? You literally one of your big token things is a multiverse." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your thing is multiverses, and Spider-Man did it first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Spider-Man proved the audience will not be confused. Yeah, Stop they're thinking they that get the it. audience is going to be confused. <laughs> yeah, even if they are confused, it won an Oscar, bitch. So that's the end of it. Like, <laughs> it won an Oscar, bitch. <laughs> that is the best freeze for Sal to have on this show. <laughs> it definitely is. I quickly want to chime in real quick. Sure. Uh, Star Girl did have her own comic. Um, it was called Stars and Stripe in 1999 to 2000. It I was a 12 issue. That. Yeah, I think I remember seeing that. Stars and Stripe, yeah. No, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they're going to do with that. Uh, let's move on to the next trailer that dropped. Uh, the uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Oh, my God. It looks so good. I love this trailer, and I'm so hyped. I, the thing that like blew my mind the most was that it looks like a real movie. It does. And here's what blows my mind about it. Look, I'm going to get flack for this. I know I am. Right. Everyone's like, oh, the female Ghostbusters tanked because, you know, no one supports female-led movies. Yeah. I, I, will, I will bet you a billion dollars if this movie had an entirely female cast, but with the plot of being the kids and the, and everyone, and the descendants of the originals, right. and they went that route, probably would have actually succeeded. Yeah, if Ghostbusters 2016 was a real movie, it might have done well, but it wasn't. It was like a crappy SNL sketch. It was. was, It was. Because I've seen that movie, and it is really terrible, and it has nothing to do with women. It has everything to do with it being not funny or interesting. I I found... Okay, interesting, I agree with. I found some of the humor to be okay, because they did have some some really good comedians in there, and I felt like it was one of those situations where the whole plot for this movie is just terrible, and they're being given terrible material to work with. Right. If you had taken them, and still give me Paul Rudd, because I'll take Paul Rudd in anything. You take them and Paul Rudd, (laughs) and you put them into this version of the movie, that you would have gotten what they wanted, a female-led Ghostbusters that people actually wanted to see. Right. The issue with the previous Ghostbusters wasn't that it was met, uh, had a bunch of women in it. It was because it was like, who cares about a Ghostbusters reboot? Nobody. Like- <laughs> the, the Ghostbusters succeeds because the premise is amazing. And, but, but, but there have been two Ghostbusters. And yeah. so the original Ghostbusters, which is to say Filmation's Ghostbusters and whatever, like that existed and worked because 
it's like a humorous and interesting premise, but it didn't stay or work because it didn't have Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, and Bill Murray, yeah. and you know Ernie Hudson like working off each other and making something amazing. Like that Ghostbusters is one of those perfect movies, and it's perfect because of the like timelessness and the ability for it to be genuinely engaging while also being hilarious. Ghostbusters 2016 was an attempt by committee to to replicate that success, but not having any joy or desire to make something original out of it. Right. This is a movie where they were like, Harold Ramis is dead. He's the guy who co-wrote Ghostbusters 1 and 2 and the video game, and he's one-fourth of the Ghostbusters. Without him, is there a Ghostbusters movie? And they're like, let's answer that question by being like, he's dead. What do we do now, 30 right. years later? Like, what a great idea. That, like, Hughes didn't have to go. His complaint was that there was no cameos in the trailer. For good! The past. And that's what I told him. I was like, good. Because most likely they have a quick cameo. They're not regulars in the movie. I don't want this spoiled in the trailer. The trailer no. should be promoting the new cast, the new yeah. plot. It should not be promoting, we got Dan Aykroyd and his crystal head vodka. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I got I to gotta get some of that, too, because, like, you know... <laughs> No, but there's an old man in the trailer, and everyone was like, and I remember being like, oh my god, is that Dan Aykroyd? He looks horrible. And I'm like, no, that's just some old guy. Like, it's yeah. just some, it, like, the movie is, the, the trailer did its pr a perfect job of being like, this is a movie that is in the Ghostbusters universe that's about these characters. Like, it's, you, we need you to care about the kids and the mom and, and maybe Paul Rudd, because those are the characters that we're going to be watching. Like, we're not going to watch yep. Bill Murray put on a jumpsuit. We might, but for, for the most part, like, you know, the novelty of Bill Murray wearing a jumpsuit and firing a, a proton pack would wear off within a few seconds. So after that, what else do you have? And it's like, all you could really do is be like, here's a, here's a premise that is genuinely original and engaging about these characters who also ironically are young so we can keep making more of these movies if we need to. Oh yeah, they went the kid route, yeah. Why not, and by the way, why not? You picked good talent. The little girl is good. Uh, Finn Wolfhard, whatever. He's, he's, he's a good he's proven a property. He's a star right now. Uh, and yeah, like he's a hot Paul Rudd will be though. here long after That's we're all weird. dead. So. <laughs> <laughs> I said he's a hot kid star. And <laughs> then I was like, that, that came out wrong. That's not what I meant. You know what I meant? Like, he's a kid star. That's a hot property right now to put into a movie. That sounds a lot better. <laughs> Dan's like, no, maybe. You might still be on the, the wrong end here. Uh, he he's a hot commodity. No, that doesn't fix it either. <laughs> he is a well sought after child actor. Okay, Dan's give me a thumbs up. I got I got out of weird territory. <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah. But that being said, you know I, I'm hyped. The trailer's great. I don't want more. I want I want this to be the only trailer so that I'm not ruined by you know, this movie. You know we're gonna get five more. We're gonna. It's Sony. Yeah. And Sony's the ones who ruined that Tony Stark was... They showed you every scene he's in in Homecoming. Like, maybe they learned? Maybe. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, like, this trailer... I ho Hopefully the positive uh, response to this trailer will tell them, don't ruin it, don't give it all away. The fact yeah. is, they're going to dust off Dan Aykroyd and, and, and Bill Murray and make them go on the press tour so you'll know they're in the movie. So they're probably going to have cameos in the trailer. Uh, but yeah, I love it. I like how he's a dust off Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray. What's the last thing oh, Dan Aykroyd made? Crystal Head Vodka. 
Yeah, that's not a movie. <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, I'm I'm hyped. So I got a I got a follow up to go with this. I want to get your opinion on. Okay, I love my Twitter drama. You know that. Of I've, course, I've made this abundantly clear. Yeah. Uh, so of course, when they tweeted out the trailer, I wanted to see the comments. <laughs> God, yeah. And I clicked it, and you, of course you have your den- generally divided, you know, good, bad, problems, not whatever. Yep. But one comment struck a chord, and I looked to see what the responses to this were. <laughs> and it was a woman stating, as much hate as you want to give 2016's Ghostbusters, you have to admit it reinvigorated the franchise so that we could get this movie. No. To which the immediate follow-up response was, no, the video game did that. That movie was trash. So <laughs> what is your opinion on what has made people want a Ghostbusters again? I mean, the fact is... We, we know for a fact studios won't make something unless there's some kind of a demand. Well, well, Sony's an interesting odd caveat to that because Sony owns a certain number of properties. It's why we're getting a Morbius movie. They only have a certain number of franchises, and we know that Sony's desperately thirsty for franchises. It's why when they launched Ghostbusters 2016, they launched a company called Ghost Corps, which was literally a company that was designed to oversee all the other Ghostbusters properties they were going to make. A cartoon show, an animated movie, like video games, bubblegum, all kinds of crap. And so, like, they were high on the idea of making, like, a franchise. So with Sony, I don't think that they were necessarily like, oh, there's a big demand for Ghostbusters. I think it's more like, this is something we own that has a built-in audience, and maybe we can churn out a franchise out of it. It's why they made the reboot, because if if there was a, like, hardcore, massive Ghostbusters-loving audience... They would have just made a sequel, but they didn't. They were like, let's make a reboot because we'll yeah. we'll trade in on the, on the name cachet, but we'll also drum up, you know, some new audience from like for, with these new characters in this new universe with a fresh start. Um, that obviously proved to be a mistake because they didn't care about what they were making and they made a faulty product. But like, I, I don't I don't think that Ghostbusters is like an evergreen franchise that everyone loves. I think that it's a movie that everyone loves. And I think that, you know, literally Ghostbusters 2, people were bitching about that movie. Like, because they were like, ah, it's the same thing. Like, literally, there's one that everyone likes, and then there's the other one. And <laughs> and I like Ghostbusters 2, but, like, I appreciate, I get it. And so... So you think, so you think this whole thing is just Sony going, let's try rebooting. Didn't work. Let's yep. try continuing. And if this doesn't work, that's the end of this whole thing? Yes. I think that if this movie doesn't make what they what they what they hope to make out of the you know in profits you'll never see the ghostbusters again until someone else buys it from sony or sony goes out of business like because this is it like for them they're like we don't and they, you know go, sony helped throw like some ridiculous ghostbusters convention on the sony lot I think tickets were yeah. like 150 dollars a person, and uh, they did that so they could see, they could literally quantify how many people are willing to pay triple the cost of a regular person ticket to see Ghostbusters. And they were just literally trying to quantify how many people they can get to go see a Ghostbusters movie, and can we make money off of this as a franchise? Uh, if this movie doesn't make money, the Ghostbusters is dead for a long time. Like. At least 10 to 20 years. I think it'll be very difficult for this movie to fail. Because they they got they, they got some good uh, child actors. They got Paul Rudd in it. Yeah. And they're continuing the franchise, which is what we all wanted. We got some good talent in it. We got some good comedians in it. 
Yeah. Like, Bill Murray was a comedian. They didn't go get like a drama actor. No. Um, although he is good. Like he's. Yeah. No, but what I'm saying is like, I think the formula is a lot better this time around than the 2016 yeah. reboot. I stand by my statement. I don't think anyone in the 2016 reboot was a terrible actress. No. They, the plot of this one's what they needed to be in. Like, right. <laughs> well, and the other thing is, the, the, other, the other real thing you got to pay attention to is how much did this new movie cost to make? Yeah. Because they spent... A Ghostbusters movie is... I remember when it first... Like, not that I remember when it first came out, but, like, when... Like, I have, I'm, a, I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. So, like, it was, it was considered to be a special events extravaganza. But there aren't really that many SFX shots in the movie. Yeah. Um... So they were able to keep it to be like a respectable budget. Ghostbusters 2016 cost $144 million to make essentially a comedy. Comedy should cost like $10 million. You know, like, yeah. it's why Ghostbusters made so much money because it's like, well, we only spent like X amount of dollars on it and, and, it, and it returned so much more. If Ghostbusters Afterlife is, 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 is conservatively budgeted... They will prove that the franchise can exist. It'll justify itself because it'll be able to make its money back. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, I can't remember yeah. the name of the horror franchise. I want to say The Conjuring, but The Conjuring did amazingly well. Right. Um, but th there's a horror franchise that has been going on because they make them for 10 to 20 million. <laughs> Is it Annabelle? Make... <laughs> no, no. Annabelle and all those did like 200, 200 million to 500 million. Right. Well, I know um, that, uh, like, Paranormal But there activity. is a horror franchise that keeps going simply because it's so cheap to make it and it breaks 100 million. Right. It's not a huge box office success, but the return is huge on what they spent to make it. Exactly. Well, that's the whole reason why Blumhouse even exists. Because Blumhouse is like, well, we make movies for like 8 to $10 million. Everyone goes to see them. We make $100 million. We make an $80 million profit. The end. I mean, well, and that's yeah. not even really true because take the budget of whatever you hear. Like, oh, it costs $10 million to make. It's usually double the budget. So it's whatever. So it costs $10 million to market. So really it needs to make triple the budget to make a profit. Right, right. Uh, our chat and Gary are both saying it was Paranormal Activity. Yeah, paranormal Activity costs like... Because it's so cheap. I think Paranormal, paranormal costs like $1 to $5 million to make that one movie. And it <laughs> I made, mean, you, like, just, you give a camera to a person and go, okay, crawl on the floor like you're possessed. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like, and that's that's the formula, right? Like, just, just it's found footage, which is cheap. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but that's the... I mean, that should be the trick all the time. That's why I was like... We talked about this in the last episode, but I was like... Black Widow movie should be ten to twenty million dollars. Yeah, sixty if you want to go really crazy with it. But sixty million dollars because you know it's going to make at least two hundred million dollars, so you're going to make your money back. But you, you, you but that that also forces you to like use practical effects and to do more trickery and to be you know clever filmmaker and you can make something really like cool and special because like filmmakers and creatives flourish when they're being like when they're put when you put the screws to them. So. You know, I I feel like Ghostbusters could only do success, be successful if you're if if you really don't go nuts with the with the budget. Yeah, and it's the same right. deal for most of these movies. Well, what do you think about Wonder Woman 1984 then, which appears to have a much larger budget than Ghostbusters? <laughs> well, Wonder Woman 84 has a larger audience too, right? Like everyone wants to see a Wonder Woman movie, and it's you know, and arguably Wonder Woman was an important movie, like. I remember seeing Wonder Woman in the theater, and it's everyone has a story like this. I saw like I saw little girls in that movie, and I saw old yep. women in that theater. Yeah, and both both groups were moved to see their representation on the screen 
doing stuff, being treated like Batman or any other major like tentpole franchise. And it was just kind of like they never really got it. Like they never got that before, and they did then. And it was really, it was positively moving. Like I, I was like, wow. Like it's, it made it real for me. And uh, so Wonder Woman two, it's like, yeah, you better throw all, you better throw the kitchen sink at this movie. Like, oh yeah. Well, I mean, they're bringing back Steve Trevor. Uh, that's in the trailer. I'm not yep. spoiling anything that's not in the trailer, guys. If you haven't seen it, please go see the trailer. Uh, they're also, but uh, everything about it looks awesome. I would have loved to have seen, unless I missed it, because uh, I was trying to watch it on the phone when it dropped. Uh, <laughs> the cheetah makeup. I you really never. Nope. Know. There's no makeup. They, they didn't. They, they didn't show you cheetah at all. They just showed oh, you okay. Kristen Wiig. She like, is in makeup in the movie, though, isn't she? Like she's wearing like regular people makeup. There's a scene where she like she's wearing like a jacket. Like the idea is, I think she's gonna be a jerk. You know, like she's gonna, she's gonna like kind of get more confidence. You're gonna get this whole Batman Returns, Selena Kyle situation with her. She will turn into a cheetah person, though. In this movie, or are we setting up a third movie? No, I think she will be a cheetah person in this movie. And but, but I think they're, I think either the CG isn't done, or they're burying the lead, which I think is a great idea. Okay. Because I think because they're setting up that other guy as the villain, and I don't know who that guy is. That's Maxwell Lord. Oh, wait, wait, it is Maxwell Lord? Yeah! <laughs> oh! Please kill him. <laughs> I, think... I want that to be our plot for Wonder Woman 3. Her coping with the fact she killed Maxwell yeah, Lord. Yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I think... Uh, arguably, there may be too many villains in this movie. You got Maxwell Lord, you got Sheeta, and I'm sure there'll be, an, uh, there'll be a, a, a god in this movie. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering, because she's in the god armor. Yeah. Who's she fighting? <laughs> I, my money's on Cersei. Okay. But uh, we'll see. I, it better not be Ares again. <laughs> <laughs> he returns. I set the whole thing up. <laughs> everyone, everyone agrees that I was the weakest part of this of the last movie, so I'm back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna redeem me. I'm the big CGI. <laughs> gonna redeem me. She's gonna beat both Cheetah and Maxwell Lord, and then it's gonna be like. Well, I've learned an important lesson with our very awesome practical effects. It's a good thing we didn't have a giant CGI and he'll just... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it's me it. and Steppenwolf. We're both here now. Like, <laughs> that would be such an FU if, like, Steppenwolf was the bad guy at the end. <laughs> he just shows back up. Oh, my God. What a, what a big screw you to everybody. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, Trey looks dope. Uh, smart stuff. I, I, you know, great. Uh, it was it, the color palettes like real. You know, it wasn't like it wasn't like Stranger Things where it's like oh crazy like colors. Yeah. You know, uh, but good stuff. Like overall, I'm like all right, cool. And you know, Steve Tra and, uh, and Chris Pine has natural like oozing charisma. I love watching yeah, him on anything. So you know, go ahead, bring him back. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Flash bullet or chat has a best one. It'd be a Steppenwolf Ares Doomsday three at three guys. Oh attack my on god! Her. Yeah. So and then they'll all like Wonder Woman will lasso one of them and then throw him into each of them, and they'll all like morph into each other into one <laughs> giant hulking gray mass of CGI. Of CGI. Just, of just CGI. Partially completed. Yeah. You know, there'll just be polygons and they'll be glitching out. It'd be great. But it was good. I was like, this looks cool. Like, I'm in. Wonder Woman riding the lightning. I'm like, oh my God. 
I, I mean, it just looks incredible. I'm excited for it. I was excited for it when they announced it. Uh, my only question has always been, how are you bringing back Steve Trevor? I feel like they're. I feel like the reason he's coming back, and this is just a theory, they were killing him off so that they could do that. They could do, they could have that big finale moment with Steve Trevor dying, with the yeah. expectation that it's Wonder Woman and it probably won't succeed that well. So we're probably not going to have a sequel, right? Or if we do, we're going to go in a totally different direction. Because when Wonder Woman came out, there we were still under the idea that a female-led action movie will not succeed period you can't make it work this is gonna be the first big test so i feel like that's where they were going they were like let's just go let's just pull all the stops we'll have a cgi battle we'll kill off steve trevor we'll give her a hell of a movie if this is the only one and and then it obviously went i think it broke a billion easy didn't it yeah yeah if it didn't it got very close um but it did very well regardless and I feel like they were sitting around like, ah, crap, we killed Steve Trevor. <laughs> yeah, ah, time, he's tra- not s- time travel, bring him back. <laughs> I mean, the reality is he's not supposed to be dead anyway, so whatever. Uh, I, yeah. I don't think, I, if, if we're being honest and we're talking about speculation, I don't think he will make it through the whole movie. I think, it's, I think he's there just for a little while and then he's going to go back to where he came from. Okay. Uh, Pector says it was eight hundred and twenty million, so we have okay. a definitive number. The before our is, comments are nothing but everyone trying to tell me how much Wonder Woman made. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the reality and we both is like, know that we both know that'll be it. It'll be nothing but comments. That, uh, it didn't break a billion, Benny. It didn't make a million actually. It, it was two hundred million dollars short of a billion. <laughs> the fact is, like movies, uh, like I think it's so toxic and terrible for movies to have to break a billion dollars to justify their existence. Yeah. Like billion is just their new million for that. They're like, oh man, you know what's sexy? A billion, like. It doesn't have to break a billion to be to be successful if you're conservative with your budgets. That's yep. all. You know, it'd be nice, but it doesn't. It's not a guarantee. All right. Well, uh, let's wind down today's episode, Sal. Uh, I hope you had fun. I had fun. I sure did. I always yeah, had fun with course. this. Uh, I hope you guys at home there also had fun. If you're watching this on Twitch, please don't forget uh, subscribing to the channel, doing bits, donations, that kind of thing is what keeps this show going. Um, if you want to get early access to to this before it goes to YouTube, you can watch it on Twitch or go to patreon.com slash comic pop to show your love over directly at Sal or go to patreon.com slash comic story and to give, show your love over at my end. And of course, this goes up on YouTube on the Tuesday that we air another live episode and Dylan remembered to upload it because he didn't this time because we're having a password issue. We are fixing it. Uh, but thank you guys so much. Uh, I believe we talked about uh, the chat saying Black Widow. We talked about the last week, right, Sal? I I, we mu- I know we did. Yeah, okay, because we were definitely talking about it. Yeah, Because we definitely talked about like how much it cost and how it, like how Taskmaster looks like crap and how Red yeah, Guardian looks okay. awesome. Yeah, we must have talked about that. Yeah, yeah, okay. I remember all those conversations. And as we stated, we did not get on a phone call, so. Uh- <laughs> no, yeah, we haven't talked to each other in a week. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Thank you so much for your support today. Uh, close out the end of the official show. Peace out.